Hey, everybody. My name is Rob Shear, and I'm the founder of a national nonprofit called Comfort Cases. I'm also an advocate for children in our foster care system, a public speaker, an author of a book, A Forever Family. But most importantly, I am the father of four amazing children. Hi, I'm Dana McKay, and I saw Rob on The Ellen Show, and when I realized his organization was based right here where I live, I knew I had to get involved. I'm also a social media consultant, a radio host, a podcast producer, and a mother of two children. See, our country's foster care system is shattered, and this podcast is about how we as a community can come together to bring about change, changing the system, and changing the lives of children in care. Welcome to the Fostering Change Podcast. Hey, everybody, it's Rob Shear, and we are so excited to come to you today with Fostering Change. You know, the year has been kicking off, and we're now in 2020, Dana. How I know, exciting. It's crazy. I know, I know. It's pretty exciting. You know, it's pretty exciting to see the numbers that we did last year here at Comfort Cases. And I don't think people really realize what all we do here. You know, um, sometimes I hear people say, oh, you guys are just packing cases, but, you know, we do so much more for kids in our foster care system. We really do. Well, we say we, but a lot of that is you. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm just I'm just going to put the credit where it belongs. You travel all over the place and work tirelessly, and then you're here at the center, and then tomorrow you're traveling to Boca I'm Raton, Boca. Florida. Yeah, tomorrow I'm in Boca. And, um, you know, it's funny. I was talking to my children last night and my husband. Um, I had all five kids together last night, which is a very rare, rare thing. We all five ate dinner together, which is something that's also rare. And um, for those who who have not been tuning in or, or who do not follow us on social media, we have a new son, Alex, who has arrived. And so Alex turned 19 on Friday. So I had Alex, my 19-year-old, Amaya, my 15-year-old, Grayson, my my Makai, my 13 year old, Grayson, my 12 year old, and Tristan, my 11 year old, all sitting down with my husband, Reese, and I. And we were talking about my travel calendar. And so, and of course, every time I say I'm getting ready to travel, I'm not kidding you. Every single kid is, is like, can I go? Can I go? And I'm like, guys, it's not all that glamorous. <laughs> so I am in Boca. I am in Boca um, this week. At the end of the week, I will be um, packing cases. And then the following week, I'm in Minnesota. And I will be, um, which is, by the way, I got to tell you, my trip to Minnesota, I go every other month, and I don't talk a lot about this, but it is truly about change. And I sit on an advisory board that is truly trying to make change within the foster care system, Dana. Right. And I think that's one of the important things that we want people to know about comfort cases is that while we did send over 95,000 comfort cases and comfort XLs to kids entering foster care last year, which is amazing in itself. But also all of the work that Rob does to advocate for kids in the foster care system and to make real change, changes to the policies and the systems and questioning people. I have seen him do this where politicians come in here, you know, delegates were in the state of Maryland and people come in here and he does not hold back saying, why aren't we doing this for kids in foster care? Or we should be doing this for kids in foster care. We should be doing this to help foster parents. And he really is a true advocate for kids.
kids in foster care. Well, you know, first of all, thank you for that, Dana. But I will say, you know, when Reese and I started this charity, I, I wanted people to make sure that we were not doing this just about the case. We were doing this to get people to talk, to talk about foster care. You know, I was actually in a meeting um, just yesterday, the day before yesterday on Sunday evening, I was in a meeting. And by the way, I have to tell you something. Um, I, I'm going to jump back real quick because um, I got home and I'm going to try not to cry because, you know, I'm an emotional person. Um, but I got home last night after, you know, being with my children and and um, it was a very, very long day here at the center. And um, I, I was in the car driving home with my kids and I said to Reese, I said, um, I, I don't know if I can continue to do this nonprofit work. And he said, what do you mean? And I said, you know, when I worked in the corporate world, I said I could go to work at, you know, seven o'clock in the morning. And I'm all, I'm an early person, by the way. And I would leave the office at five thirty, six o'clock and I could literally leave. And, um, and Monday through Friday, I worked a job and every two weeks I had a paycheck in my bank account. And since I've been working in the nonprofit arena, um, it is a seven day a week job. It is 24 hours a day. And there's always not that paycheck in my checking account. Um, and, and it's just really weighed heavy on me in the last three months. And I, and I've, um, you know, I, I talk very openly about this. And for those who have, who follow me on social media or who have seen videos, um, a HuffPost video that I just released, um, last year with my, my amazing friend Jess, um, you know, I talk about depression and I talk about, um, how difficult it is, um, how difficult it is for even me at 53 years of age that, the baggage I still carry um, because of the system and because of what I went through as a child. And so I was feeling a little bit sorry for myself. I'm going to tell you, Dana, um, I was feeling sorry for myself. Um, I'm, we have a gala that's coming up and the stress of the gala and, and my busy travel calendar that's coming up. And then I'm also reading these articles that are in the paper about these kids who are falling through the cracks. Yeah, the Kansas City Star, I think, wasn't it? They did like a six-part series on all of the things that are still so wrong with the foster care system and that so many kids just don't have the opportunity they're not well taken care of their stories every single day and we try to post the happy stories about the kids getting adopted and stuff like that but there's a lot of really awful stuff that is still happening that most people just they they just don't know so it's about raising awareness and that's what rob is working tirelessly to do but i can imagine that being so into it every day it just weighs heavy on your heart you know, and it does. And, you know, there was an article that came out a couple of Sundays ago in the Post um, about in West Virginia, which, by the way, you know, that's literally hours away um, from our where we are located today. And it, it talked about these these young kids who are put in, you know, reform schools or detention in, centers. Yeah. And so as as I'm driving home last night, um, my phone rings and it is a social worker from another state 
And she called me because she was so upset about how there were children were being treated in her particular state. And again, it was weighing on my heart about how this is really hard. And so I get off the phone and, you know, of course I do the, oh, I can, I don't know if I can do this. I, I think I need to go back into corporate world. And, you know, I'm hearing my children are in the back seats and, you know, my, my oldest son, Alex says, um, I don't think you're going to do that. And I said, I don't know. And then I got home and my phone pinged. And when my phone pinged, um, this is what the message was. And this came through my fan page on social media through Facebook. And so if you haven't, you know, if you don't follow me, you can find me at Rob Shear. Um, but this message came through to me and it changed everything. Dear Mr. Shear, you don't know my name, but you know my story. When I watched your TED Talk in March, I was at a point of the lowest points of my life. I was homeless again, and I too had aged out of foster care, just like so many other kids. When I stumbled across your story, I was sitting in my car contemplating whether or not I should keep living. I was ready. I had had it. But your video, it gave me something I needed more my whole life. Hope. It was hope that saved my life. Knowing someone out there in the world was actively trying to save the kids who can't save themselves. I spent so much of my time hurting, and I just wanted the hurt to end until your video gave me the strength to keep going, to keep fighting, to never give up. That I was worth more than my situation and my circumstances. I strive to be like you someday. Thank you for everything. Thank you for telling our story. Thank you for not just knowing our story, but telling it. It is people like you who make this world a better place. One blanket, one case, one hug at a time. Wow. You know, that puts everything in perspective. You know, we have almost a half a million kids in our foster care system. And this one young boy saw a video and sitting in a car. And I remember those days, Dana. I remember sitting there wondering, it, it, as hard as this sounds, if there was a pill that I could have taken back in those days that would have ended everything, I would have done it because the pressure and the loneliness, it, it feels so hard. And I to hear this boy and I, after reading this, I gathered my kids together and I said, you know what? I'm sorry. And they were like, for what? And I said, because shame on me for feeling sorry for myself when there are children out there that need me. So, this battle is continuing. Yeah. I am going to Capitol Hill. I am going to our state capitol. I am going all over the country to let people know these are our children. Our children. Absolutely. And there's so many of them that need support, love, a home, 
comfort cases and, and social workers that care about them and a system that cares about them. And there's just so many things that need to be changed. And when people support comfort cases, when they become a bag buster and donate $10 a month, when they do a packing party with their, you know, with their company and they raise a whole bunch of money for us, it's not just supporting the comfort cases, the physical items, but it's supporting the kids and, and, and the work that we are doing, the work that Rob is doing to really try to make some change and make some improvements so that these kids do have a chance. And, you know, the fact is, is that we all have the ability to do this. You know, I am so tired of people saying, well, I don't have the money or I'm this Rob Shear must be this rich guy because he's on Ellen. By the way, I am far from rich. OK, <laughs> let's get the, let's get that very clear. Everybody can do something. Every one of us can pick up the phone and call our senators and call our congresspeople and say, what are you doing for kids in foster care? Every single one of us, and I, you know, I understand some of us have it more worse than others, but every single one of us can make a difference within our community when it comes to kids in foster care. You know, I will never forget when our fifth child arrived. I mean, Reese and I never, never thought that we would have a fifth child, okay? I am 53 years old. My husband is 51. We had no, we we thought we were done with this, and he needed someone. And you know what? Alex is 19 years old, and I am so lucky that he is my son now. And the thing I said to him on Friday on his birthday, I said, the only regret I have is that I get, didn't get to spend the first 19 years around the sun with him. Right. You know, but, you know, again, I posted on social media, my my 11-year-old son, he um, brought a school paper home, and the school paper was, what do you want to do in 2020? And he said, I want to have more fun, and I want to spend more time with my new brother playing football. I know. That was just the sweetest, the sweetest thing. Tristan, oh my gosh. It was so cute. And it's on his it's on his Facebook page. If you're not following Rob Shear on Facebook, you should just go look him up and, and follow him. You know, and, and on Instagram, too. Yeah, and, and follow comfort cases. You know, the fact is, is we built our charity through social media, and it's so important. But, you know, what I think that really shows me is unconditional love. Unconditional yes. love. Yep, absolutely unconditional love. You it's, know, it's amazing. You know, and, and after reading this story that this young boy sent me last night, and yes, by the way, I did respond to him. I, I let him know that the world needs him. I let him know that he matters. I let him know that he is part of my community and our community and that his voice is going to make change within our world. You know, it just takes an act of kindness. You know, I say this quite often, Dana, be a good human. Be a good human. And I also want to say that I think that while he was telling you how much he needs you and how seeing that video really struck him and made him realize that it is worth going on, that his message came to you at the perfect moment when you were struggling with everything that running this charity and all the travel and all of the things that you have going on, all of how that's affecting you. And his message came to you at, at right the, you know, at the perfect moment. Uh, you know what? I You're exactly right. It was it was the moment that I needed. It is exactly what I needed to read. Um, and I don't think that 
he realizes how much he inspires me. And I hope that he's listening to this podcast and I'm not saying his name, even though he did give me his name. Um, But I hope he realizes that he inspires me. And I hope that all of the other people who have reached out to me, the hundreds and hundreds of kids throughout our country who send me private messages through Facebook, through my Instagram account, that they realize that they inspire me every single day to get up and do what I need to do, and that is to educate our public about kids in the system. You know, yes, we don't want them to carry trash bags. Yes, we want them to have brand new pajamas. But what we really want is we want change, change. Yes, Yes. real change within the system and the way that everything is handled is shattered. It all needs to be, it all needs to be fixed and rebuilt. You know, and the fact is, is, you know, I talk about this, this advisory board that I sit on that I go to Minnesota. I will tell you when I first started doing this um, in the fall, I went there thinking to myself, what the hell is this? You know, what is the unsystem? And what what really are they going to do? But what I've realized is these are a group of people from all over the country who are coming together to say, what can we do to eliminate, eliminate kids coming into foster care? See, that is the key to success. Right. You have to look at the statistics. I mean... If we really look at the number of children that enter foster care because of neglect, neglect, let's just look at the kids in neglect. That is over 70% of our, our kids in the system. Your definition and my definition of neglect are so different. Right. You know, and what are we doing for these families to help them before that neglect even enters within their life. Right, because I would imagine that in most of those cases, neglect is a result of, of poverty, of of a parent that has to go to work and has to choose between leaving her seven-year-old home to watch her two-year-old so she can put food on the table and, you know, not having a job and not having food and a roof over their head. So uh, there's so many parents that are struggling, and I think that's where a lot of it, you know, comes into play, or the kid has dirty clothes and hasn't taken a bath because the water isn't on, and they go to school, and then people you know, notice that this child is being neglected, but how many of those cases are the parents doing the best that they can? Exactly. Doing the best that they can. You know, I, I, I stay away from politics. You know that, Dana. I'm one that keeps my opinion to myself. But I am absolutely blown away by the fact that we have enough money, okay, to drop these bombs, oh, to send these started. missiles, to to send our, our, our service men and women um, to fight in countries. But we do not have enough money to help our brothers and sisters here in our country to try to eliminate more of what we see when it comes to the definition of neglect. And you hit the nail on the head. You know, so many families who are not able to have their water on, you know, who are not able to pay for their electricity, who are not able to put a decent meal on their table, who are not able to get children the shoes that they need. Why? Because We have done something in our country, and what we have done is we have forgot that we all bleed the same. We're all equal. We're all given. I talk about it quite often. We're all given the same thing when we die. It's a dash. The year you're born, your dash, the year you die, nobody looks at that dash and says, he's rich, he's poor. Yep. We have to start understanding that we must take care of our own. 
the resources that do go into foster care and stuff like that, what if some of those resources or resources that we are using to drop bombs on people, what if that money was used to really help the parents who are struggling and that just need that financial help to be able to afford a babysitter when they go to work or to be able to feed their kids a decent meal, to be able to get their kids some new clothes. I mean, yes, there's other issues and other reasons why kids come into foster care, of course, but there's so much neglect that's happening because people just don't have the resources. And, and you know, that's something that I, I truly... And mental health, too. Not oh, to interrupt you, but you. mental health is another issue, too, that parents that just would need to be on the right medication, if they had the right counseling, if they had the right mental health care, they would be in a better position to be able to be there for their kids. I mean, you look at postpartum depression. Okay, let's, you know, let's, let's talk about it. I mean, depression is an illness, and we must realize that. And when we as a country realize that it's not something that someone chooses, but you look at these, the, the, these young mothers who get postpartum depression, and their child is taken away because of neglect, when really, if we would have given them the care they needed, the medication that they needed, the support, yes, the support that they needed, maybe... Again, I just know it. I, I'm telling you, 2020, you know, I, I say this and this is going to be another year. 2020, educate, 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 because I'm telling you, if we could educate our public, educate our public when it comes to foster care and educate our public about their community my brothers and sisters out there, you have to understand what happens next door to your neighbor affects you. And when's the last time you have walked next door and knocked on your neighbor's door and said, hi, how are you today? It doesn't happen. Nope. It doesn't happen. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and, and by the way, I'm going to tell you right now. I live in that same town where people don't talk. I live in that same town where people go down a grocery store aisle and some do not speak to each other. I make it a habit to smile at everyone and say hi to people, whether I know them or not, because I truly believe that if it just takes a chain reaction, a chain reaction. Yep. The wave. The wave. The wave. The wave that you always talk about. <laughs> you know, and, and the thing is, is that as tired as I get some days and, and as, as, as you know, yep, I still get sad at days, but what an amazing team we have here. You know, yesterday, Dana and I had a meeting and I, I, we were having a meeting and I'm focusing on 2020, um, a lot of it having to do with inventory, by the way. <laughs> yes, um, because thankfully we do have yeah. a lot of stuff to put in comfort cases right <laughs> yes, now. Yes, <laughs> yes. And by the way, we love your donations. We love your donations. But what we really could use is we could use your financial donations. Yes, because the shipping cost to get these comfort cases to the agencies all over the country is... It's just huge. I mean, it is such a huge expense for us to ship these comfort cases. And I have a folder sitting right here of requests and more in um, and more in the email box. I think I, I think we're getting two to three probably requests for comfort cases a day, sometimes more than that at, at about 50 at a time, all different ages all over the country. All over the country. And by the way, you know, we have really been a charity that have been fortunate. But I will tell you what's happening is we're seeing more and more of these cases are needed. And, and it's... And, 
paying for shipping is is really putting a stop. So, you know, um, Charleston, West Virginia, you got cases that need to get to you. But, you know, I don't have a driver and I just am trying to find the funds. Columbia, South Carolina, um, cases that are waiting for you. Um, Ripley, West Virginia, Phoenix, Arizona, um, Martinsburg, West Virginia, um, Indianapolis, Indiana. We also have Saco, Maine. I hope I pronounced that correctly. Uh, that's right. I used to live up there. Yes, oh, Saco, okay, Maine. Yep. Okay. <laughs> Clay, West Virginia. We have cases for you. Gilbert, West Virginia. We have cases for you. Danville, West Virginia. We have cases for you. And Fayetteville, North Carolina. These were just printed out within the last 24 hours of orders that came in for people who need cases, children who need these cases. But we need shipping. We need shipping. We are starting to ask our agencies to help. We need agencies to start writing into their budget line um, for shipping. Come on, we can do this. Shipping. Let me tell you something. These cases retail for over $45 a piece. Okay? We're not charging you for these cases. What we're doing is saying, please help us with shipping. Right. Please help us with shipping. If you have a shipping number, if you have FedEx number, if you have a UPS number, you want to give us 10 uh, just to give us 10 we'll take your number even you don't <laughs> yep. you don't want to give us we've got to get these cases out but we can't get these cases out without help with shipping dana right absolutely and every any anybody that's listening can do a facebook fundraiser at any time you can go to our facebook page and you can just click on the click on the button to host a Facebook fundraiser. Do one for $100 because your $100 that you raise from your friends when you tell them what we're doing um, can add to another person's $100 and the next person's $100. And that money really adds up in the month of um in the month of December because of Giving Tuesday, we had like $25,000 in Facebook fundraisers, but that money's gone yeah. because <laughs> we shipped so many comfort cases. Exactly. And by the way, UPS, FedEx, you're not giving us a break, my friends. You're not giving us a break. So, <laughs> you know, um I would love for you to I would love for you to be our corporate sponsors. I would love for you to step up like Amy Ketzenberg and Bombas Socks and and say we're going to help with this fight. Um, Wells Fargo, you know, we would love to see you say, you know what, we need to help with kids in foster care. JetBlue, American Airlines, American Airlines, I use you all the time, Southwest, Hilton, Marriott, um, you all are part of our community and you could help eliminate trash bags you could do something that has never been done before and what i need you to do reach out to comfortcases.org follow us on all the social media platforms say that you want to partner with us the smallest smallest amount could truly truly make a difference with these children and we want to continue to keep shipping these cases out but again Shipping is what's really getting us. It really is. It really is. I mean, if you were to come in and, you know, one day we should do this. We should actually take a tour around the center. We do a live podcast. A live video, I, yep. much, I know how much you hate that, Dana. But <laughs> I we would like do- to be on camera. I'm a radio person. <laughs> I know. A I know. podcast we, person. We could do a live podcast and walk around the center and see the amount that we have. And the sad part is, is we just 
need shipping money. We need money to get these things shipped. Yeah, I mean, we the donation drives, and you know, we put up our Amazon wish list, and we've had people be very generous with that. But when it comes to actual cash money, we uh, we definitely need that to keep the shipping going. You better believe it. And by the way, we have our gala. So we will be having um, a podcast and talk about the gala, talk about some of the surprises of people who are going to be here. I'm real excited about the I'm entertainment. I'm really excited too. And I know we have people that don't live in this area that probably won't be able to attend the gala that listen to the podcast, but there's different ways that you will be able to get involved with the gala and help make it successful, even if you live in California. And Guess what? Okay, I'm a crazy person who thinks out loud. Um, I think we should do the gala live this year. Do a live stream? We should do a live stream, and you and I take a moment to do a live podcast during the gala. We could try to do that. Yes, we can get that that set up. And and you just took on being the auctioneer yesterday. (laughs) I (laughs) I know, I know, I know. Listen... I'm going to say this, you know, take the challenge, take the challenge. I talked about it in our, our videos on social media. First, sign up to be a bag buster. Secondly, 10 bucks a month, 10 bucks a month, one and a half of these, one and a half. She's holding up that coffee shop. I don't like to say their name until they become a sponsor um, and get two people, get two people to sign up. It's a chain reaction, my friend. It's how we're going to make change more than you could ever, ever imagine. A chain reaction. And we have an opportunity to do something that no one has ever, ever done. And that is truly, truly to bring change within our foster care system. I know I'm going to do it. I know my warriors out there are going to help me do it, but I need more. I need more and more people to step up. I need you to talk to your companies. Those that are listening to this podcast, those who work for corporations, no matter how big or how small it is, please talk to them. It is budget time for them. Talk to them about support something that truly can make a difference. Again, we all can be part of the change. Our community, it's not our zip code, Dana. We know that. What is it? Our human race. So always be a good human. Thank you. Dana and I would like to thank all of you for listening to the Fostering Change podcast. You can subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, and Stitcher. Make sure you follow Comfort Cases on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Comfort Cases. And check out the Fostering Change blog at ComfortCases.org. So everybody, we want to hear your stories. So reach out to us if you would like to be a guest on the podcast. You can find me on Facebook at Rob Shear, Instagram at Rob underscore Shear, and on Twitter at Rob Shear 6. And please share this podcast and leave us a review. Remember, we're all part of the same community. Your zip code, it's not your community, but it's our human race. Let's all make a difference.